Welcome to First Fiction, the podcast dedicated to showcasing notable new fiction published on Verso.inc. Verso.inc is a new online community for discovering and sharing great fiction. Our mission is to help discerning readers discover the best new fiction and assist emerging authors in growing their audiences. First Fiction features selected works distinguished as noteworthy by Verso.inc moderators. Keep listening and you might discover something you love. Hello, I'm Karen Hahn, your host for First Fiction. It's October, and for many of us, that means carving pumpkins and sharing spooky stories as the nights get cooler. And I have a chilling tale for you today from Miranda Renee. Dolly puts a different spin on your typical campfire ghost story, and if you keep listening, you'll get to hear in my interview with Miranda the unusual way that she was inspired to write this tale. This is Dolly by Miranda Renee, read by the author. Nora had a love-hate relationship with her job. The smell of campfire and fresh dirt being the love. She sat down on a log at the edge of the fire, watching her clients. The bright lights of their phones, an orange spike of the flames highlighting their faces, ignoring her making her feel invisible. She hated that. She didn't speak, waiting for someone to acknowledge her. The guy, Jared, their client, sat across from her, looking at his phone. He tapped Piper on the leg. I don't understand why we are doing this. I thought we were here to roast marshmallows. Maybe hunt some ghosts not telling stories about them. Tradition, Piper said. Darcy pushed her dark hair behind her ear before turning to Piper and Jared. Tradition is just pressure from the dead, she said. Nora sighed. She was right, of course. It was why they were here. Jared laughed before hiding his phone away. That was Nora's cue. She pulled the doll from its hiding place the heavy iron chains wrapping around its teeny body, knocking her knees as she sat it on her lap. This is Dolly. She adjusted the doll's dress. She's nothing special, old, and maybe a bit creepy, but nothing special. She rubbed her fingers across the doll's porcelain cheek. At least, that's what her previous owner thought. At first, Jared opened his mouth to say something, but Darcy beat him to it. The chains say otherwise. Nora clasped the chain in her hand, twisting it around the doll, unraveling it from its small frame. That was the last owner's idea. She read somewhere that iron trapped evil spirits. To be fair, she spent her life inside a mental hospital, after witnessing the murder of her entire family at 15. When the police found her, she was hiding in the closet, kitchen shears in her hand, covered in blood. She was rocking back and forth, mumbling about the doll and its nails. They found the doll on the floor next to the dead, her light blue dress spotted with blood, her fingers covered in blood. 
Nora finished unraveling the chains, staring at the group. They say, if you look close, you can still see the spots. She placed the doll at her lap, waiting for the silence to become uncomfortable. It didn't take long. Is that it? That's the story, Jared grumbled. It's not even scary. Nora shrugged, knowing what was coming next, the part of the job she hated. Cleanup was going to suck. She tossed the doll towards the guy. It landed in his lap with a thud. Jared stared down at it, confusion playing on his face. What the... The doll stood up, balancing on his meaty thigh, her head near his heart. The doll's head turned, its painted eyes staring at Jared's chest. In a sweet, childlike voice, it said, You are not my mommy. He scrambled off the log, dropping the doll on the ground, causing it to loud out a babyish cry. He looked to the woman for help. Piper smiled at him, revealing her long, white teeth. I told you Nora told the best stories. With my help, of course. Darcy dropped her phone, causing the doll to collapse into a heap. She had been controlling it with the phone, after all. A smile spread across Darcy's lip, her sharp, canine teeth glistening in the firelight. Piper moved closer to Jared a predator seeking its prey. She leaned in to lick the soft skin of his neck. He didn't move, his face frozen, eyes darting back and forth, looking for an exit. Darcy moved closer, licking her lips, excitement hanging in the air around them. Nora watched as they sunk their fangs into the pulsing vein on his neck. Blood trickling from the open wound. He screamed. And Nora did the only thing she could to save his life. She gave him advice. The louder you scream, the more blood they take. It was his choice if he took it. Her debt was paid either way. I'm happy to welcome Miranda Renee here with me today on First Fiction. Miranda's love for fiction began as a child when her dad shared a novel he just finished reading that was full of suspense and horror that rivaled what she was used to seeing on film. And from that moment, she was a voracious reader of all genres. Welcome, Miranda. Hi. Well, I so appreciate you joining me today and sharing your story, Dolly, with us. Uh, what can you tell us about this, this uh, delightful little horror story here? Um, it, I wrote it with, as a writing prompt. Of, it was like the monsters hidden within and um, also to kind of deal with, I had the sexual harassment training at my day job. And the guy that was giving it, he said something that was kind of 
victim blaming mm. and I pulled him aside afterwards to speak to him about it and his response was all I can give you is advice <laughs> which is what that last line is from nice so I think we're probably just trying to work something out <laughs> <laughs> so it in the story then we have Nora who appears to be and a rather unwilling participant in all of this. So do you have, um, cause this is, this is a standalone, right? There's no, you don't deal with these characters anywhere else. Yeah. It's a so what, uh, what do you sort of envision then, you know, why Jared, why did he, why does he get picked on here? And how is Nora involved in this, the scheme? I think, I feel like Jared was just brought, was just picked up by um, Pepper and just they just use Nora because she's good at what she does. She's good at telling stories and she owes a debt to the vampire creatures for some reason. Maybe they saved her in some way. Mm. Well, you do a great job because you really feel these layers. There's more going on. And, and uh, you know, I can't help wondering the, the story that Nora tells. And Well, I know the story she tells is actually one that was told to me when I was young about a, a doll with long nails mm. that actually haunted me for years and years and years. <laughs> um, so I was... Oh, this is a really scary story. And that was the initial story I was intending to tell was just the doll story. And it turned into this. So. <laughs> That's fantastic. And I understand that your debut novel is coming out uh, in August of 2020, right? This I'm trying to think when this will be broadcast versus when we're recording. At the time of recording, it has yet to come out. So, so tell us a little bit more than about Wonderland. Yes, it is a YA sci-fi horror based on Alice in Wonderland. It is a retelling where Wonderland is actually the virus and Alice is the only survivor of that virus. There's a bit of a slow burn romance between her and Caleb Rabbit White. So. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. And is it a standalone or is it a first in a series or what do you hope to do with that with that book uh it is currently i am working on the second novel uh it may be i'm debating i'm debating whether it's the first in the series or there's just the two um but yeah there may just be a sequel and then i'm looking at picking up other characters in the novel to continue the series it sounds like Alice is the main POV character. Is she the only point of view that, that you see during that book, or are there other ones? So it's Alice and uh, Caleb, Caleb Rabbit White, Caleb. It is through their POVs, um, and it they actually get trapped inside of Red Queen Ink during a, during a release of Wonderland. So uh -huh. Alice has already survived Wonderland. Um, Caleb actually works for Red Queen Inc. and is trying to protect Alice. And, and that's Red Queen Inc. as in incorporated, them. right? That's a... Yes. Yeah, as in incorporated. That's cool. Yeah, it is actually the pharmaceutical company that 
releases released Wonderland to start with. So, and of course, here we are in the middle of a global pandemic. So I assume you wrote this before COVID nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> has, has it given you any ideas though? Experiencing this has it has it made you think about things within your own story? Well, yeah. So I did. I started Wonderland about five years ago, um, and I will say, at the beginning of the pandemic, it did give me a lot of comfort because I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> because we do kind of react the same way. Interesting. It is very similar. Um, I will say with the sequel, I did go in and add some toilet paper jokes <laughs> and um, make sure people were wearing masks. So. That's awesome. Yeah, who would have who guessed how a real pandemic would have played out? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's really cool. So do you feel like then, um, as you talk to people about it, that there's more interest because of what we're all experiencing right now? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I don't, I don't think we just, as, a, you know, as a people, we probably just have this fascination of reading things of when we're going through them or watching things of when they're actually happening to, I don't, to see how they're going. So I definitely feel like there's been a little bit more interest. That's so cool. Well, congratulations and good luck with all of that. I'm sure it's been quite the adventure um, preparing this. And, and, and you said it's coming out in August, right? Yes, August 18th. So listeners, by the time you hear this, uh, you can go. Where, where can listeners find Wonderland? It will be available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, or you can go to my website, MirandaRenee.com, and there'll be some links there as well. Excellent. And your, uh, do, would you say that you prefer the, the you know, kind of the darker genres there, or do you write in a lot of different genres? Um, I have tried fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. But everything I write does seem to go down that dark pathway eventually. There's always a body count. <laughs> so. so where then can readers connect with you? Um, so I'm most active on Instagram. Okay. Uh, underscore Miranda underscore Renee. I am also active a little bit on Facebook and Twitter, which is at Miranda Renee 42. There are links on my website to all social media that I am. My website is MirandaRenee.com. And what are you most looking forward to doing? Um, I don't know that we, if we can really say that things will get totally back to normal, but if you were allowed to continue in some of your normal activities, what is it that you've missed the most during all of this pandemic? I honestly, well, one, I'm looking forward to getting my hair cut because I have not done that um, (laughs) at all. And I cannot remember the last time my hair was this long. (laughs) Um, But I, ever since I started writing Wonderland, I've wanted to take a picture with this book at Disneyland Mm. somewhere, either on the teacups or there's this white rabbit near the wonder the Alice in Wonderland ride I just wanted to take a picture of my book there since the moment that I knew that it was being published so that is probably what I'm looking forward to is going to Disneyland that's fantastic well good luck with your launch and 
making it to Disneyland at some point, it it will open, right? Well, <laughs> eventually this has got to end, right? <laughs> Uh, Miranda, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It was so much fun. Listeners, I am so glad that you joined us today and want to encourage you to go to verso.inc and vote for Dolly by Miranda Renee and also discover many of our other authors on there. Thank you for listening to this episode of First Fiction. If you'd like to hear more great fiction from the best emerging authors, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about this podcast and the authors and stories we promote, visit verso.inc. That's verso.inc.